Welcome to Silverline Behind the Frame, episode number eight. I'm Josiah Ness, and in this episode, Micah gets to sit down with Bruce Pettit, CEO and president of Loopold Optics. Bruce has been the CEO of several large companies, and we get the inside look of his journey, his love for the outdoors, and the future of Loopold. All right, so we are here at the uh, Hunt Expo, day two, and sitting down with, uh, with Bruce from, from Loopold. And uh, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, Appreciate thanks for it. having me. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, awesome. I'm sure. I'm sure you've done a, probably a few a few talks yeah. <laughs> over the over the years, right? Yeah, yeah, I've done a few of them. Yeah, and uh, so with this show, um, we were just kind of talking about the different shows that you guys go and, and kind of be a part of. Each one kind of has it own has its its own kind of crowd and and focus. So how does that impact what you guys do? Even just for 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 loophole and kind of, uh, is it a, I mean, each one has a different direction. So are you changing how you're, um, you know, sharing your, your products with the people or how you kind of display that type of stuff or how do you guys approach different shows differently? Yeah. I mean, I think we always come in it with, with multiple goals and, and probably the, the lowest on the list is actually selling stuff. Sure. I mean, we, we sell product here and that's great. And, yeah. And it's, it's, we do that with, you know, our retail partners. Um, for example, at this show, we sportsman's warehouse, but it, it, another show, it may be a, an individual, an independent dealer somewhere that we, that we yeah. use, you know? Um, and so selling is, is, is just the really minor aspect for us. It's getting, you know, getting to talk to consumers yeah, and really get to getting to talk to core hunters and what are they looking for? Um, what kind of, you know, where are we missing things? What are things that we, you know, that they found that we could do better? Um, I think is a real important part of it. And then obviously marketing the brand, um, making sure that we have a, a, an authentic, true brand presence. You know, we, we deal with it a lot. You know, we, every single optic, that you mount on any firearm, um, and you're going to look through and pull the trigger. Yeah, that's a that's a loophole. Is made in our factory in Beaverton, Oregon. Yeah, and there's still people I run into that don't know <laughs> that. You know. Yeah, and it's just such exactly. a huge, uniquely different thing for us that that right. is is truly you know right. uniquely American and very different. And so yeah, you know, we just want to share our message and and learn from our consumers and and get better at what we do. Right, right, and and how. I guess the the progression you've been in the the industry for for a while and yep. and you've been with uh, Loophold how long? Uh, five years. Yeah, yeah. And and, and in the, in the industry prior to that and, and yeah, I'm, I was in the sporting goods industry prior to that. So I've spent my almost my whole career in in the sporting goods industry. So um, you know, I was have been at shot a long time and, and yeah. going to the various shows. But you know, in terms of you know Loophold, this was really a kind of the, the perfect marriage where I, you know, I was, had, had recently sold the company that we were with and, and that I was a CEO previously. And, yeah. and it, it, like right when that happened, all of a sudden loophole was looking for a CEO and, yeah. and, um, you know, I thought about it and I thought, man, I have, you know, a ton of loophole scopes in my safe and, and I, I love all <laughs> You're sports. You're consumer. Yeah, so. I, I love all sports and, you know, I, yeah. I like to trail run. I like to do things like that, but man, I love really? running. Yeah. That's what I love. Yeah. And so for me, it was just like, well, you know, I didn't, didn't know if I'd even have a chance at getting the getting the position, but I thought, you know what, I'll throw my put the, your put your name in, throw yeah. my hat in the ring, yeah. see what happens. And and awesome. after an arduous process, it it happened, and and um, I'm really really happy because it's such a unique uh, unique company. You know, it's yeah. still fifth generation family owned business. Yeah, I mean, there's just you think about all these characteristics of Leupold and Stevens, and it just doesn't exist out there. Mm-hmm. Fifth generation family owned. We're 112 years old. 
you know, we make all of our rifle scopes in our, in our Oregon factory, 700 American workers. We, wow. we, wow. we do it seven days a week. Yeah. Um, and we have the most amazing team. And I, I tell people all the time, you know, people say, gosh, it's gotta be tough family business, you know, running yeah. a family business. And, and actually it's, it's really interesting because not only is our company, um, family owned, when you, when you come to the factory, you'll see family members yeah. that aren't multiple, part, that aren't part of ownership. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that work there because they, they like the environment. They like what we do and Hey, I'm, my cousin's going to work here. And so yeah. we'll have, you know, uh, you know, mothers and daughters and fathers and sons and, yeah. and just a lot of connections. And I, I think it's one of the powerful things we have mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of companies would frown on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, it's, it is, um, there's some challenges with it. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. things, things travel fast. Yeah. I can tell you that <laughs> if I want everybody to know something yes. at Loopold Stevens, I can just say it out in the hallway right. and it's gone. Yeah. Which is, yep. but, but, but also the other thing is the passion for the company, the brand and our people. Yeah. And it, they, they do treat it like family. Yeah. And so, you know, we always talk about blending this high performance organization mm-hmm. with a family owned, you know, this family values that we sure. have. And it's just, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, and I, I really love that, that aspect of it too, because even with my brother and I, when we, we started our, our video business six years ago and working together as family, we grew up working for my dad's, uh, construction business and, you know, working together and, and you still, it's some people say they can't do that. I, mean, I can imagine working with my, my brother or my sister or something like that. And I, right. I, I can't imagine not, I mean, right. we both have the same passions and yet we both have different strengths and also very different in how we, how we approach things, how we look at things. And so I think when you can involve even a family business and even bringing other people outside of that, that have a good connection, I mean, in the people, that's, that's really what you're, you're built upon. I mean, especially when you have, it's, it's made here, you're, you're producing something there. And then the quality of the people is really what's, what's setting you guys apart. Yeah. It's the quality of the people. And then they take incredible pride in the quality of the product. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm translates. sure it's not any different for you guys, you know, in terms of the, 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 the product that you ultimately want to put out. Yeah. That's, it reflects on you. Yeah. Right. You want this to be, you know, the, the best. And I think that's how our team feels about our product. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, we, as you know, working with your brother, I mean, as long as there still has to be guidelines, right? Yeah. And we call them our core values, but you know, I mean, you know, we talk about, Hey, we don't want to ever no politics. First of all, secondly, (laughs) that that doesn't fly. And the second piece is it's okay if you and I disagree, Mm -hmm. but as long as we're, we're, we're doing it with respect and candor, you know, we can be candid with each other. If we do it respectfully, we're going to get to a better place. Yeah. And, and I think our team, you know, does a really good job of managing that piece of it because, you know, when it's your brother, you can, (laughs) you can go a little deeper and and you you, can't, you can't go to that level with just a a normal employee. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's unique. And and what, how was it coming into, I guess, obviously with being in as a family deal for a long time and, and then stepping into that was an easy thing to, to step right into that was kind of a natural thing for you or was it, uh, you kind of, you know, figuring out the dynamics and, and, you know, stepping in, in that role five years ago. It, um, I didn't know quite what to expect because I had worked for either, either private equity owned companies Mm -hmm. or, or, uh, publicly owned companies. And so, um, you know, I'd kind of only heard the rumors of family businesses. And what I found is it was really, really, um, there's a special thing to it that I just can't tell you. Part of it is that we have great shareholders. Mm-hmm. 
and they are they care about the business they told me the most liberating thing and, and the real reason that i made the decision besides being a passionate hunter and and you know being attracted to the brand and the the history and just yeah. the quality and all of that is they said to me hey you know what we want you to do is we want you to 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 manage and lead this business for for generational value mm-hmm. and from from someone who's lived a lot of their their career in what are we going to what's the quarterly result going to look like um i still care i wake up every morning i look at the numbers it's just kind of how i'm built you know i can't (laughs) help it that's just what i do but what i will tell you is having the ability to think strategically Mm -hmm. long term and not and know that you can make decisions in a business that might not be you know they may not pay off in the next quarter Mm -hmm. but they're going to pay off in the next decade yeah. Or the next three years. Yeah. And we've done that. I mean, yeah. if you look at our brand over the last five years and what we've done, we've made some really tough strategic decisions. And we're right now, you know, seeing the fruits of that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's working. You know, we yeah. grew last year um, and really proud of our team. Um, we've, we've really revamped our entire product line. Yeah. You know, our entire rifle scope line, our observation line. We've, mm-hmm. we've done hard work. And that's really hard work when you're doing it yourself. Yeah. You know, we're not buying it off the shelf over in Asia. Right. We're, we're actually <laughs> yeah. making this stuff. Yeah. And exactly. so um, it's, it's, been a, it's been a really uh, great process. But you have to have owners, mm-hmm. shareholders, that allow you to do that. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Because it, if you don't, you can't ever invest to do the tough stuff. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. They got to actually have that, that same, allowing you to take that, take that freedom to, to make those changes that you need to do. And, and, uh, I mean, having a pulse on the business that much really, really makes a difference Yeah, for sure. And, and so for you being in this, in this industry, was it kind of a, a natural thing that you knew you wanted to do even from, from early on that, that, or did you see yourself kind of ending up in this kind of place or is this completely, completely unknown from the earlier years, I guess, of initially knowing what direction you wanted to go with your you know, kind of career? You know, I, w- I was always involved in athletics and the outdoors. And so yeah. I've been really lucky because, because my entire career I've been in this industry, this broader sporting goods industry. And, and so I've just been lucky, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love it. Um, to be able to finally get to kind of where my ultimate pa- passion lied, I, you know, running other companies and, and we own snowboard brands and we had, you know, skate brands and basketball yeah. and, and different things, but I always hunted still, yeah. you know, and, that and core was there. Yeah. I always, throughout. you know, always did that. And so for me, you know, I didn't know that I'd always end up here, but yeah. I'm glad I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm glad I did. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm I feel, sure I feel really blessed. Yeah. And I'm sure a, a, a bit of that goes on, not just happenstance. I mean, you're putting yourself yeah. in the position of where to stay in that that industry and also getting to do the things that you you enjoy doing. I mean, that stays true throughout, right? That's right. Um, and I think that's going back to the, the, the passion has to be there to take that on, whether, I mean, you're stepping into the shoes of somebody else in another company or even, or even starting something up. And uh, even from when we you know, talking with some of the other people that have, have, have started up their, their businesses that are now gotten to where they've gotten now, or, or just having this passion, this idea, it takes that hard work and you're putting in the extra time and hours because you love doing it. Yeah, that's and right. And I, I, I just think that, you know, when you, when, when you, be, when you become a CEO and, and I've, you know, I actually got my first CEO, CEO role when I was 33. So I was 
completely. <laughs> Yeah, you know, under-equipped. <laughs> I can tell you that. So I, I, I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, that's and, early on. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was under-equipped. Yeah, but yeah. I, but I, uh, I learned a ton. I'll tell you that. And um, and so over time, as you have success, um, you get a lot of opportunities. Yeah. And and one thing for me is, um, I have never, I, I've always said, you know what, I want to wake up every day, and be and do something I'm passionate about. Yeah. And and I want to be able to like. I don't want it to be a drag to go in, mm-hmm. right? I want to, I want to be ready to go exactly. in. And, and so every day when I cross that, that line into our factory in Beaverton, Oregon, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be there. Yeah. And I just think, you know, I, I wish that everyone could have that, right? That they yeah. can get up and, and you're going to spend a lot of time of your life. And I may have traded some dollars for that mm-hmm. over time, but frankly, sure. um, to be doing something that I'm passionate about is more important to me. Yeah. That's, there's a lot more value in getting getting that perspective to what you do every single day. Cause yeah. I mean, the job that you do is so much time. Why not pursue something that's actually going to be enjoyable and that you're really wanting to go and do yeah. every single day. I mean, that, I think it affects a lot more than just your job as well, your personality and just the, the perspective on life, knowing what's possible. And I mean, that's, that's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, and where, uh, with, with Leupold and, and the way, uh, I guess the brand is, is, is built and, and, you know, having a longstanding tradition and the, the kind of the history that goes along with it. What, what do you think has been the biggest piece to be able to represent that brand well with putting things out to the, to the public or what they see? I mean, it, 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 with its, uh, promotion, you know, online or getting involved at events and getting that hands-on experience with the people or, you know, putting on the, uh, you know, videos and films or telling stories or, you know, that kind of thing. What, is there something that stands out on, on what connection with the people seems to be most effective to, to continue to, I guess, get across the, your, you know, brand mentality to people? That's a great question. The, I think this consumer and, uh, you know, our core consumers, which are core hunters and shooters, that's, yeah. that's what we focus on sure. exclusively. Yeah. And I think that they look in a lot of different places. I, I wish it was as easy as buying a Super Bowl ad, although we couldn't <laughs> afford that, but, but you know what I mean? I mean, I yeah. wish it was as easy yeah. as say, Hey, oh, let's yeah. buy, let's buy some TV ads and everyone's yeah. going to come in. We, that's we, it. We, yeah. Everybody's going to see it. Yeah. You're good. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and so what I found is, is what our strategy is built around. In fact, we've, we've taken all of our marketing in house. So all mm-hmm. of our creative, mm-hmm. um, everything that we do, uh, all of our public relations is yeah. done in house. Yeah. Uh, we have our own videographer now and, yeah. you know, making sure that we're, we're building content. And, mm-hmm. and what that's around is really an integrated strategy because I think that you have to be, you know, making sure that you're driving your message, message at a whole bunch of different touch points with, mm-hmm. with, with our customers, with mm-hmm. our consumers. And so, you know, I don't buy into the fact that TV's worthless. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. I think there's value in that. Yeah. I think sure. Jim Shockey, Eva Shockey, I think they have real, they, they make a big influence, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but when you look at it is how do you put all that together? That's not, our, that's not what we invest most of our money in, though. Mm-hmm. We put a lot of money in what we do in terms of digital, yeah. social media, yeah. whether it's short film and things that we can drive out at loophole.com mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. Or, or a number of different things that we create. You right. have to, and, and honestly, Print advertising is still important because if you think mm-hmm. about our consumer and our, our average age on our website now has come down to like, it's like, you know, I think the largest group that visits now is 20, 
four to thirty five or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And it didn't used to be that way. Five years ago, it wasn't that way. It was sure. closer to. I mean, I'm fifty three. Yeah. And I know my guys. You, <laughs> I, I got my guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those guys are they're mine. Yeah, exactly. And but you still have to you still have to communicate and market to them. Now we mm-hmm. we as uh, you know kind of 50 year old hunters were, I think more savvy than what we used to be. And we're, you know, looking at, you know, Instagram and other things yeah. that, that we didn't use before. But what I will say is, you know, you got to be able to market to that. It's a pretty broad audience there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so with our, you know, we've, we've used all of those different elements of integrated marketing to touch the consumer. And what mm-hmm. I, what my point is, is this, the 50 year old, I may hit with print and maybe it's social media. Mm-hmm. Um, where I know over here, you know, and maybe he's a little TV or something, I, you know, yeah. whatever that mix is for that sure. individual. Yeah. And then over here, and of course it depends on what type of hunter it is and yeah. you go on down the line. But yeah. then when you go over here, you may hit the, the 30 year old with social media and digital. And that's, you know, you got to pound that cause that's yeah. where they're going to be mainly. Yeah. And, and I, so I think it takes that approach. It's hard. <laughs> the bottom line yeah. is it's really hard yeah. to do, you know, yeah. and you got to be something on top authentic of it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and just the detail, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the, the detail that you have to have in terms of making sure that that be relentless, mm-hmm. uh, message that we have yeah. drives through every single one of those mediums, right. Yeah. And, and the mediums and they're in there and, and going. So I think that, that, um, you know, that's, that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. And we are constantly playing with it, testing it and adjusting it. Yeah. You know, like, ah, oh, you know, maybe we didn't do quite enough over here in, in digital and man, yeah. wouldn't it be great if we could do this film and do this thing and how yeah. to get that out there but it's building content owning yeah. content and driving that content yeah through yeah. various various avenues right right because it's a it's a very customized thing to different people different platforms and the way that they're going to accept it i mean you absolutely do, even though you have a core group that you're targeting they still look at things very differently well th- i'll tell you that's what i love about be relentless because when you know having i mean i Jones on this stuff. This is what I think about all the time, right? <laughs> and and it's about consumers because yeah. you know we're out here in the West. I grew up in the West. You yeah. know, Colorado, you know, Colorado spent most of my time. I'm in yeah. Oregon now, and I'm a Western hunter. Mm-hmm. But what I have to remember is that 48 percent of all hunters are whitetail hunters. That's yes. the fact. Yeah, that is a fact. 48 yep. percent of all hunters, <laughs> half of them are whitetail yeah. hunters. And I'm going to tell you, you go hunt with those guys. It's a different kind of hunt than what we do oh, out yeah. here in the West. Yep. No question. For sure. But I will tell you what, they are relentless. <laughs> the way that they manage, yep. the way that they, I mean, you got to be relentless to sit in a blind that long. It's that's a, a lot of hours. I mean, it's a yeah, we're, we're hiking mountains, but that's even more so in the, on the mental. You want to be, you better yeah. be tough. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. So the, the thing is, is that understanding that is really important in communicating yeah. because not only do we have a wide age range, but the difference between a whitetail hunter and a mule deer hunter, mm-hmm. it's pretty significant. Oh yeah. And how you, yeah. how you, you know, so, so finding be relentless for us. And, and it really is what loophole's about. I mean, you, everybody yeah. talks about our scope having being rugged, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's not going to break cause it's a loophole. Then yeah. all those, the, yeah. the, this, this guaranteed performance that we yeah. have. And so we hit on something that I don't even call it a campaign. Cause I think it's something that'll live for, for yeah. forever for us to be yeah, honest. It's deeper than that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like I said, you know, I, man, I know some guys that hunt turkey and I actually love hunting turkey. I yeah. love it. And, but they are insane. They are relentless, right? Yeah. And so yeah. you don't just have to be a sheep hunter to yep. be relentless. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And that's, I think that's really, 
it, it makes it impactful. Like, like you said, for, for many different people, you have different, different demographics, but it also to have something that can be relatable to all those areas. It, it doesn't, doesn't exclude certain people either. They feel like right. they can be a part of it. They can have their, their, um, you know, involvement in that process. And also they can, they can have a common ground with other people too. And it's like, Oh yeah, you're, you're using loophole as well. And that's, that's kind of a, it can bring people together, you know, too, on just the commonalities, even though we're such, such a different, <laughs> that's right. You know, place and everything. Um, and you had mentioned for, uh, I'm more on with, uh, with you, you said you were into the trail running and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, is that still something that you're pretty, uh, pretty into? I, I, I am. I've slowed down a little bit as I've gotten a little bit older, just cause you know, I've, found myself, you know, the running thinks it's toll. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, I've been a pretty dedicated runner for a long time, but I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing more, um, uh, you know, cross training type of stuff sure. now and, and actually spending more time, you know, I'm lifting more and doing things like that. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, I was feeling, feeling a little <laughs> pounding from, yeah. from that, but, yeah. you know, so doing more strength work to just balance it out now. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't go out and do, you know, the half marathons I used to do mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you're mostly doing, or what, I guess, what type of running did you mostly so, do then? You know, actually about, I guess it was probably six, seven years ago, I got into doing it like some adventure racing type stuff oh, in Colorado. Cool. Yeah. So we'd go up, you yeah. know, you, you mountain bike, kayak and trail run yep. all yep. in one event. Oh yeah. And I've done the, you know, the, all of the, uh, you know, warrior dashes to the, yep. the tough, tough mutter. Yeah. yeah I, I remember doing the, t- the first one I ever did was a tough mutter in Beaver Creek. And so you, you know, even living in Denver, you know, you're, you're at, you know, I was above mile high. I was a little yeah. higher than that. I was like at 6,000 or some feet. Yeah. And, uh, but the, the thing is, is that you go up to Beaver Creek and yeah. you, and then you take on, you know, it's where's Beaver Creek. It's up by Vale. Okay. So it's in the mountains. Yeah. So now you're at, oh. you know, you're, you're getting up to yeah. serious elevation. Yeah. Right. And the first thing I remember, they started it, they started it with just a straight uphill run, you know, yeah. and you're just cooked. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's, I can't imagine these guys that came in from California. Right. Yeah. <laughs> at least you had a little bit of elevation to, to build upon. And yeah, that's, well, I just, I asked because I also have a, a big passion into trail running and, and whatnot. Nice. So I'd, I came into it fairly later on, I guess. And I mean, I'm still, still, still growing and, and, and learning, but, uh, you know, I only started about four or five years ago and the crowd that I got into it was doing the, the ultra distance running and yeah. stuff. So that was the, the back, I, mean, I had no background in that, never ran in high school or anything growing up, but it just, the adventure side of it is what really appealed to me is this. You don't get bored. Yeah. It's, it's more yeah. of a, it's, it's a mental challenge. You're experiencing yeah. the location. You're not and, and for me, you're taking on a little bit harder stuff along the way. So you're not going quite as fast. You get to, I mean, spending time with the people around you. And it just, it's, it's something that I feel like helps a lot of other. And I don't know if you saw that as well. And helping even in the hunting and in the other things you get to do is it it preps you mentally to take on hard things. You don't always feel like getting up and going and running or you don't, you know, feel your best when you're, you know, hopefully you're in a good shape and ready to, you know, take on a race, but it, it really can, you can apply that to a lot of other things in life. And I, I think that's really helpful. Yeah. I think when you're, you know it, I mean, I, if, if you've done, what's the distances you've done? The longest I, I did one, 100 race. Oh man, that's awesome. So that was, I've never done that. I that's don't know that I'll ever insane. do that again, but I, I do 50 Ks are more my, my thing. Yeah. So 50 Ks intense. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's an adventure. Like yeah. I said, it's, that's, I'm not necessarily the one that's built exactly for that, but it's just, 
it, it's something that appealed to me. Seeing seeing films of people doing it, yeah. doing hundred mile races, it just it seems crazy. But it's it, it appeals because they, they get to experience because you're you're taking your time, but you're also going through something that's hard. You take on something else, a hard hunt, or you're stuck somewhere. It's not as hard as what you did, and you know you can do in this other setting. So, right. to me, that helps to connect. Well, but. the thing is, is it gives you that baseline for hunting that you know you're, you know, if you know you're fit, yeah. you're not worried about packing something out. You're not yep. worried about how long it's going to take. You're not. You've already you, you've already done that. Yep. But you know, particularly if you've done that <laughs> distance. But I know for me, if you know, if I'm if I'm feeling fit and and I've been running and training, it makes it so much yeah. more enjoyable, right? Yeah. And you're just you're just mentally tougher. And you're ready to do it. You know. Right. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. No, that's, that's huge. And so where, where do you kind of see the next, uh, I guess stage or the next things on the horizon with, with loophole and kind of where, where you'd like to see it continue to grow and, you know, as a business and, you know, and as a presence inside of the industry. I mean, our vision for the company is, is really straightforward. We want to be the dominant performance optics company mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. That, that's our, that's our goal. And so that's our long-term vision. And, and we're going to continue to, to do that. We're going to continue to focus on making the absolute best product we can, both from, from a, uh, a clarity and optical standpoint, but as, but as well from a standpoint of just that you can trust us. You know, yeah. if you're going to, you know, the, the whole thing out there in the industry from the war, the warranty thing is kind of a, um, a little bit of BS because if you've got, you've got a tag and you're out there and your optic doesn't work, you're done. Yeah. There's no FedEx there. Yeah. There's no store to go exchange it in. Yeah. And so exactly. we have to guarantee performance, even though we have a lifetime guarantee. And yeah. that was started by Marcus Leupold, who yep. got us into our hunting business yep. 70 years ago. But but the thing is, is that more important to us is guaranteeing that performance because, man, I do not want to hear of you being on a backcountry elk hunt and your optic not working. And so, yep. and so we're not going to make toys. There's a lot of things we can put an L on. Whatever we do, yeah. I can assure you of this. It's gonna it's gonna have performance. It's gonna be based in performance. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna meet the standards that we require from a quality standpoint. Yeah. And that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. And and we we've stayed very, very true to our to that to that vision and to the strategy behind it. And and we just need to continue to do that and be consistent um, in doing that. And yeah. and we will. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's exciting to see, you know, the next next stages of things and you know, more technology is coming in and, and how do you feel about the, that side of things, you know, for some people that shooting more long range, you know, there's more things that get kind of tied in there with, with more technology to make it more effective. But I guess, how, how do you balance out that, that tradition of using a, a, an optic to, to aid what you're doing in hunting versus making it so much that it's not even a difficult anymore. I mean, you still have skill, right. But how, how, how do you balance that? Well, that's one of the biggest questions in the industry right now. So you just you just yeah. asked the big one. Um, <laughs> it is, um, you know, look, hunting is a. Um, I take it seriously. I think it's something that um, is it's it's a sport that I want to see remain, you know, like it is. And I I don't want it to be a video game. Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't think most of us do. Yeah. And I think that there's there's a whole bunch of things around. You know how how far is an ethical shot? And of course that that really depends on who's behind the gun. Yeah. Um, and I think you're going to see, you know, like in Oregon, for example, we've already seen where, you know, there, there's certain things that aren't going to be allowed, um, from an electronic standpoint and, and, and keeping it true to hunting. Yeah. And so we make a lot of really cool stuff and, and we, we do allow our, our consumer to, to be more effective at a longer range. But I, but I think there's a point where no matter what you've got, there's, there's movement, there's, there's 
there's wind. Yeah. There's the there's, weather. You got, there's wind. Yeah. A, a way, there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes into yeah. it that I think that we've got to be really, really thoughtful as hunters. Um, I'm all about fair chase. Mm-hmm. That, that's, you know, I think Boone and yeah. Crockett nails it when they talk yeah. about the ethics of fair chase. Yeah. And so for me, that's the big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we can go out and bang steel out to 1200 yards. And, and I think it's so cool. You know, we've got yeah. our own loophole optics, optics Academy. We can get you out there and get you behind a gun and you can, you'll shoot thousand yards and you'll nail it. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. But when it comes to an elk or something like that, I, I just think it's different. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of other factors that go in. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's gotta be, it's gotta be approached in the, in the right way that it's not getting too far away from, for what you're really trying to do. Yeah, you know, that's it, right. And it takes extra skill to get in that next closer range to make it more, you know, there's, there's obviously a lot of things that I love to hunt. skill, but <laughs> I love to hunt. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, I make optics that you can shoot really long range with, Yeah, but I also make some really, you know, I'll tell you one of my favorite scopes in our entire line is our scout scope. Two really? and a half thick scout scope, <laughs> you know, yeah, because it's yeah. a cool scope and you can get it on, you can get it on a, a tight gun and you can yeah. get in there and, and you can, yeah. I mean, it's like you can stock. Mm-hmm. And so that's cool too. And there's guys mm-hmm. that dig that, you know, and that, yeah. that, that that's the way they want to hunt. And yeah. so I think it's, it's, it's up to that, you yeah. know, taking that 500 yard shot or 550 yards, whatever it is, you, you and I both know there's guys that do that, can do it all day long yeah. and they're really good and they're yeah. really practiced and they're, yeah. you know, and then when there's some guys that shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And they haven't put yeah. the time in to get to that level of proficiency. And so I think yeah. it's just knowing your own skills, yeah. knowing, you know, where you're at and, and the environment you're in and, and it's got, you know, being, being ethical. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. Um, so w- one more thing. Um, so for, for other people that, uh, are maybe on the outside, maybe not necessarily a part of the industry or working you know, necessarily in the industry right now, but that, uh, either have a, an idea or a passion or something that they want to do. And, you know, hearing about people that get to do what they love and enjoy going into work, it's unfortunate, but there's some people that don't have that. And, you know, there might be some hindrances keeping them back from, from pursuing that vision or or following that goal. What do you think is, is the, one of the keys or something that can help someone to take that step to go, you know, pursue that dream or to come up with that idea or product or whatever? Um, you know, is there something that, uh, uh, just would be, you know, helpful to hear for them? Yeah. I think that, um, this industry is pretty inviting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's, you know, you don't have to have a Harvard MBA to, to get into to our industry. This yeah. industry is full of a lot of really talented people. And, and often I, you know, with at loophole, for example, um, if you come in and you're interviewing for a position in our company and you're a shooter or hunter, uh, that means a lot. Yeah. That means a lot. If you're <laughs> yeah. passionate and you, you're, you're passionate about that, that means a ton to us. I, I'm not saying that our, you know, we have 700 employees and they're certainly not all hunters and shooters, but if you're going to be in marketing, sales, engineering, product, most of them are. Yeah. Almost all of them. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're passionate about this and this is an industry you want to get into, there's a lot of opportunity with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not easy because a lot of people want to, right? Yeah. So you just got to be consistent and yeah. persistent. Yeah. Um, at trying to get in and, and get your foot in the door. What I found is once people get their foot in the door and they get in, if, if they're passionate and yep. they've got the talent, they can do great things. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I, we've got a, you know, we've got a guy in our company that was, um, he heads up our actually our observation product right now. His name is Zach Bird. And, you know, he's a great, he's a great example of that as this guy was a teacher and, but he's a passionate outdoorsman 
just a complete gear nut. Yeah. Complete gear nut. <laughs> and one of our, our VP of products said, hey, this is a guy that should be in our company at some point. Mm-hmm. And so we brought him in another role, not in a product role. This was when yeah. he first came in the company. We brought him in another role in, in, in our purchasing department, actually. Yeah. And uh, he did that and it was going and then continued to learn. And, and now he is killing it with our observation problem. He's doing such a great job. Mm-hmm. And he's a great example of what we just talked about. Yeah. Where a guy who was just completely passionate and he'll hunt with anybody. I mean, he's as good as they get, right? Yeah. And so a guy like that um, is exactly the perfect example, mm-hmm. you know? And he just, he said, I want to be in yeah. this industry. Yeah. And the passion he, shows he through. He figured it out, you yeah. know, and he got it done. And, yeah. and I know he'd been trying for probably a couple of years to get a shot. And he yeah. got his shot and he made it happen. Yeah. And then building upon the people, the people aspect, going back to that again, too, yep. that a lot of it is relations. You're, you're getting to know it's, it's, it's a very connected you know, industry as well. But there's also there's, there's great people that you can connect with. And they're, um, you know, you, you're able to, that passion comes out if, it, if it's really there. And then you can, you know, you'll put in those extra hours and that off time and pursue the, turn the passion into also a, an actual job. So, That's right. yeah, it's exciting and it's encouraging. I think, you know, we, it, it takes a lot of hours and time and extra work, but if you, you put that in and, you know, it can, it can come through. So, but, uh, but yeah, thank you for taking some of your time. We really appreciate you having me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for and, having me. I really and, appreciate uh, it. It's great to hear a little bit more inside of, of, of what you guys are doing and up to and, We're excited to see it grow. Yeah, well, we appreciate you guys. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're able to glean some valuable insights from this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and let us know what you thought and your feedback. We would love to hear from you. If you want to find out more, visit silverlinefilm.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under Silverline Films. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Silverline Behind the Frame.